everybody, and welcome to Horror Movie Yearbook. I am Tim. I'm Willie. Willie, the other Gibbs brother that's on a Midwest, so, so just because we were uh, right before, we did not see this because they just released it a couple days ago. The Midwest Game Nerd had Willie's brother on. Yeah. Willie's brother, who's Which very close know. with. <laughs> he did not know. So we, I saw, I'm looking at what they just did. They just covered Tom Clancy's uh, Rainbow Six Extraction or S- Extraction. <laughs> yes, if you want to hear my what, brother. What Tom Clancy movies that it says, with special guest is Zach and I go okay there's a lot of Zachs in the world and then I remember how your brother spells his name and I'm like okay well that's similar to how uh, Zach uh. has been on our show as well and then I went well how many how many people do they know named Zach with a K like, is this your brother and I'm like yes. maybe <laughs> So I had to listen to like a, few, a couple so minutes really to make sure and I'm like yeah that's him to verify yes it is so if you want to hear the other Gibbs brother uh, <laughs> check out Game Nerds such a mystery amazing Zach was on. Uh, yeah. our, Zach did a uh, very excellent uh, dead alive commentary with us that is somewhere in the archives. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was fun. Um, I can tell you that, that that the game nerds have officially talked to Zach more in the last month, probably. Than I, <laughs> I don't know what that says about me or him, but but that's funny. Yeah. So they're talking Rainbow Six, um, and they're talking about the uh, bungee thing. That what are <laughs> I'm so terrible at news. Like it's like it's a big deal. This bungee. Uh, well, there were, there were two back to back things because Sony now bought Bungie. Okay. Right? And then Microsoft bought Blizzard slash Activision, I think. So, like, basically, it's... it's You know what's been going on... Is that what they're talking about? And I got yeah, it confused. Yes. Oh, they're talking about Microsoft buying Activision. Yeah. Okay, okay. But Sony got Bungie, too. Then they got Bungie. So this so was like, recorded before. Yeah. Okay. This is everything that's been happening... In every other industry, where like just the giants are gobbling up everything. That yeah, because the, a lot of that has to do. With, it's pandemic related stuff yeah. too. That's yeah. yeah. They're just gobbling up everything. There's only going to be like four companies by the time we're done. <laughs> it's pretty much. It's pretty much been like three or four companies propping up our economy for the past like five years. <laughs> Which seems healthy. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it's going to go just along for the ride. Yeah, I'm just here, baby. <laughs> I'm just here to talk about some Lake Placid. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, check out the Game Nerds. They're awesome. I recorded a new honor roll that I think is very good. Excellent. <laughs> if I do say so myself. Does that feel weird? Like, no, I'm like, <laughs> no, because I would, like, if I record, I've recorded some of those and I haven't promoted them on here because I'm like, Ugh, and it's out there. <laughs> but this one, yeah. I talk a little bit about uh, Bella Lugosi's screen test for Frankenstein Excellent. back in the day. Um, Excellent. I do another slasher search. Yeah, I cover um, a new slasher movie called The Jack in the Box Awakening. Uh, I know one of our... Uh, our listeners and our patrons, uh, Dave Steele, was very excited, very interested in, very intrigued by. You got to see the Jack in the Box. It's on Tubi. The first one's on Tubi. Now. I should. I should. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of slashers, you rewatched, and I don't. We don't have to talk about it in great oh, detail, but you rewatched. Just... I still know you did that summer <laughs> recently, which I told you. I think on air, Will, I told you like Will you Benson. Yes. yes. So the thing we, the couple things we must talk about real quick too, because you mentioned them, and I didn't have full. I could. I didn't grasp it fully because I didn't have full context. Sure. It could have been a long time since I watched. I yeah. still know what you did last summer. Yeah. You had mentioned how horny um, uh, is it Mackay Pfeiffer? Yeah, he's pretty horny, <laughs> and it's it's horny to a fault. It's it's too horny. It's <laughs> it's horny to the point of no return. Like he's not. He, he really wants to have sex with Brandy, yeah. but then he's also really hungry. You know too. what? He would he would have sex with anybody. Let's face it. Yeah. At that point, um, but he's also very hungry. Yes. Yeah. So he's he can't get enough food I guess and he's uh, so I get it I get why you would be cranky but he goes over the line he starts blaming Julie for everything he's calling yeah. her crazy yeah. he's saying she's a nut she's lost it she's seeing things yeah. he's yelling at everybody yeah. <laughs> like I've never 
murder for that horny. <laughs> yeah, and his hunger gets him killed, if I remember right. Yes. He's like, I'm going to the kitchen to get something to eat in like the middle of like the murders. <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing, Makai? Uh, the second thing that is the most charming moment in the movie comes at the end when uh, Freddie Prince Jr. loves his electric toothbrush so much. He, yeah. just, he just looks down and goes, I can't believe this thing. This thing is great. It's so sweet. <laughs> God, that whole movie's incredible. Not in it enough, uh, Freddie Prinze. No, but it's really funny that he's not, too. Jack Black is absurd in it. He's great. Yeah, I mentioned Will Benson. He's great. Uh, I the, cannot mention it enough. No. Uh, the fact that there's a, a voodoo priest in Coaches, the film. They just, that movie is so mean to that guy. It's so mean to him. They they think he's the killer. They blame him for being the killer, and they kill him. Yeah. It's a funny movie, dude. It's such a funny movie. Anyway, sorry. It is uh, it is very bad, but it's one of those. Uh, it's one of those. It, it's a, it's based on kind of a scream. I wouldn't call again. It's a knockoff. It's a cash in in some ways. It I is. know what you did last summer, but then it's a sequel. It's yeah. it's great. Um, Jennifer Esposito's in it too. I love Jennifer Esposito. Uh, of course, of course. How could you not? Sounded like a, it's beautiful. Sounded like Mackay Pfeiffer there for a second. Wonderful. Yeah, you did sound like Mackay Pfeiffer there for a second. Uh, and I wanted to give a real quick shout out uh, to. <laughs> The obsessive viewer, because he speaking of Scream, uh, he gave us a shout out on Twitter. Very nice shout out. Uh, he was ah. listening to our Scream episode, and I want to give a shout out to his because he also did a two hour one. It's very good, and so check that out, obsessive viewer. And I also want to give a, <laughs> I'm giving away plugs, but he has an excellent, excellent Stephen King podcast called The Tower Junkies. And every time I read a Stephen King book, I make sure to listen to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If yeah, he's yeah. done an episode on that book, yeah. I will search it out and find it. So. It's funny. I actually listened to some of Tower Junkies before I knew it was his podcast. Oh, really? Yeah, like, like seeking out Stephen King stuff. I listened to some of that, and then like I didn't ever, I didn't put two and two together until like a little while back, and went, "Oh my god, that's yeah. that's funny that yeah that we kind of know him ish." Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah, he's cool dude, so, cool yeah. dude, and yeah, I like the obsessive viewer a lot. So um, that's his that's his kind of his, uh, the flagship, I would say. Yes, uh, he does a lot of stuff. He's he's cool dude. Um. I think that's it for plugs, right? You got anything to plug? No. Uh, no. Okay. No, I don't. We got to get in this uh we got to get in this time machine. Yeah, we do. Yeah. I'm excited. Uh what are we going? 99, right? Yeah, well, let's find the exact date because it's uh, the time machine thing I've got is July 6, 1999. Okay, so we got to hop in this time machine. Um I got to think of a sound for us. What's a nice 1999 song? A nice or, uh, 1999 sound. song. Uh how about <laughs> There we go. I was going to say, don't, don't let it keep going. We'll just listen to the Oh, no. Whoa. I'm not going to. Yeah. We'll listen to all, the eight-minute album version. Yeah. We'll get lost in the prints. And second of all, we'll probably get sued. So. Mommy, why does everybody have a bum? That extended version's weird, dude. I love that extended version. Do you? I, because it's weird. I okay. love that, like, refer that breakdown. Okay. I prefer to just listen to the. I'll be honest the, with you. Yeah. I accidentally downloaded that one. <laughs> not the radio version. <laughs> I like them both. I just yeah. it goes on for a it long time. It does go. Yeah, he he breaks it down. Yeah, he does. We're going back to July sixteenth, though. I had to pick uh, this because Willie, it is MTV's TRL week from the Bahamas. This is MTV's summer. Uh, I can't remember exactly what it's called. MTV's like summer on the beach. Okay, did you watch uh, TRL? At any point? Absolutely. I know. I'll admit, I watched it a lot. Yeah, absolutely. And I will, I'm going to bring up TRL here in a second. Oh, man, here we go. But I want to talk a little bit about MTV's uh, summer, because 
this they this is when they, do you remember they used to rent a beach house MTV and they would just kind of hang out there and they do different shows from there like yeah. they would have say what karaoke mm-hmm. they would do their dating shows on they'd the fly beach. in like celebrities for guest spots here and yeah, there yeah like I looked it up and like there's like a Britney Spears interview that lasts for like a week and all that stuff Britney Spears a big time the big thing that happened though and I've seen some conflicting reports on this but I'm it's 1999, I'm pretty sure, when this happened. Um, this is when Limp Biscuit performed Nookie. Um, oh. And they blew up a boat at the end of their That's performance. Right. You remember this? It exploded. <laughs> so I've got the video in front of me. So That's the, incredible. Yeah, so the video says 2000, and there was like a viral tweet like a little bit ago. I remember it, because I think someone sent it to a group or something. And it said 2000 in the tweet, too. But it's 1999, because Nookie was out in 1999. And it was on a countdown in 1999. Yeah, so, that sounds right. Yeah, so let me find this video real quick. Now, are you a big Nookie fan? Yeah, yeah I listen to it a lot. Now, I won't lie to you. You know who is too big of a Nookie fan? Uh, uh, Mackay Pfeiffer <laughs> from... Yes. So Carson's in the crowd right now. I'm going to hit play on this. It, the <laughs> video is titled, Y'all Ready to Blow This Boat Up? <laughs> are you serious? So Carson's in the crowd. Oh, my God. Stick... So there's a sailboat, and he he asked the crowd, "Y'all ready to blow this boat up?" A bunch of guys in puka shell necklaces cheer. Do you think the crowd is like they don't really believe him? I'm gonna let you watch it now. So I'm gonna rewind this. There's Carson. Y'all ready to blow this boat up? <laughs> and they blow up a sailboat that's just sitting in the water next to the dock. <laughs> And then they Can go you right, imagine? They go right back into Nookie. <laughs> We'd never, they'd never be able to do this now, right? What's that, blow up a boat? Yeah, just blow up a boat in the ocean like that. Oh, you think because of environmental concerns? Yeah. Well, you know what? That's a sailboat they blew up. <laughs> so, like, what are they? I mean, what's, what are It's just debris, I guess. You'd have to go. Yeah, I suppose so. You'd have to go clean it up really quick. I think we could get away with blowing up you a sailboat. You think so? Like a dinghy. <laughs> A dinghy, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I see what you're saying. You can't just blow up. Like, you can't just be blowing things up. You can't blow up a speedboat in the water. No, and probably I not. Although I guess they do it in movies, right? And that thing was extremely close to shore, <laughs> like to the point. <laughs> like Puka Shell guy, like <laughs> felt the that. eyebrows were singed yeah. on Puka Shell. <laughs> Does it get more 1999 than a guy at MTV's Spring Break or whatever it is? In a puka shell necklace, listening to Nookie <laughs> when a boat explodes. Like, that is about as... It's perfect. So that's how they kicked off the beach house. That was, Amazing. like, Memorial Day. Now, I'm going to... So, what I've got here is the TRL End of Summer Countdown. Okay. And I want you to oh give boy. me... I've got... The, there are 50 songs here. Oh, my And God. I'm going to ask you to just name a number, uh, 1 through 50. And then what I'm going to do is see if, like, we can remember this video. Holy smokes. Wow, so, this is going to be interesting. Okay. So, give me a number 1 through 50. 1 through 50. Let's go with 47. Let's go late late in the game here. So, 47. Number 47. That. 112 anywhere. Oh, <laughs> that's one of Nikki's favorite songs. Is it? Yes. I believe uh you, I think this might uh, you know Joe. I think he likes this. So um, I don't remember this video. I, I think it's an R&B song. I know that. Yeah, it's very sexual. Oh, like okay. insanely sexual. Yeah. Um yeah. Here we are, all alone, privacy. I don't remember, man. Okay, here we are. This is gonna be. Alone. This is the one. This is the video featuring a little Zane. Uh, okay. Oh, I got a New York. I time. don't remember the video off the top of my head. Yeah, it's they're in a, they're in like a white room and they're all wearing like kind of like white t- tank tops and okay. stuff. 
And kind of a classy late 90s look, sure. Yeah, there's, well, yeah, they're, I mean, let's not kid ourselves here. They're at a strip club. Yeah, and there's a lot of bumping and grinding going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm remembering the song now. Yeah. Okay. Okay, yeah. well, so we're off to a bad start. <laughs> give me I another. Mean, it's a good jam, but. G- give, um, give me another number. Nikki would have known that, I think. Number 18. Number 18. Team. Oh, she would have known. Yeah, yeah. No number 18. Sorry, I got a control F here. 18. She's got the CD in the garage. Corn Freak on a Leash. Oh, of course, yeah. Now, this is, was Freak on a Leash the one with the bullet? No, that... Uh, wait, hold on. God, no. Yes, that's yes, that's Freak on a Leash. So, Freak on the Leash... Pretty sure, yeah. Is Yeah, the video where the bullet is kind of flying around. That's not the Todd McFarlane animated one, right? No, I don't think so. The bullet's flying through in slow motion... As Almost Jonathan Davis and the boys sing "Freak on the Leash," as they right? jam, uh, I think that's it. Is that it? Is that it? Am I wrong? Because Todd McFarlane right did now. the art for "Freak on yeah, the Leash." No, "Freak on the Leash" is the one with the bullets. Because I'm looking right now. What's the uh, guitarist name from Corn? Uh, with the dreads, uh, uh, monkey or head or something like that. Something but like it's that? yeah, it's got all the bullet holes on him. Wait a minute, though. I think the Todd McFarlane animation was in the video as well. Like I think it's a combination of the two. Okay, he did the the cover art for that album. That's right for Follow the Leader, which had Freak on a Leash on it. Yeah, I forgot about that. Throw another number. Let's go number one. I want to see what number one is. Number one is Backstreet Boys. I want it that way. Yeah. So um, I think that they were in the uh, they were in an airplane. That game. was the airport one. Yeah, and yeah. the and the uh, mostly, I think all women were sitting around with they're standing around with signs like going like we love you back. Yeah, like boys. they just got off the plane, they're being welcomed. Yeah, but, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Let's do a couple more here. Not one of the best Backstreet Boys videos, though. I'll be honest with you. What's um, uh, you like? Uh, everybody rock your body, dude. That video rules. It's really good. It's really sweet. <laughs> um, saying that live, by the way. Uh, karaoke. Yeah, concert. Uh, at a high school concert. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Well, okay. Wait a minute. Let's uh, let's dig into this real quick. Yeah. So Backstreet's back. Sang the sang it. It was us. It wasn't no lip syncing. We had wireless, like they do. Dressed up to the nines. I mean, I had like a. So were you in a boy band? No. This, well, were you doing it ironically, or did you were like actually like? We were in. I was in choir all through mm. um, high school. Okay, I did not. And know, I was yeah. an acapella choir. Right. May have and. We every year there was what was they, we had what was called a, uh, the pops concert and it was like we got to sing pop songs okay. um, instead of like traditional you know more kind of choiry music right um, and five of us decided we were going to do Backstreet Boys just going to go for it so you did like a medley no it was true. we did the full song oh okay I like thought you was, named a couple songs okay no we did we did we that was our song for the show for the pops concert and we had I uh, a friend of mine and I choreographed the entire dance is there a yeah. video of this yes <laughs> do I know where it is not 100% no okay I believe that a friend's mom has the full thing okay yeah we're pretty good <laughs> but I remember one of the the gags was that uh, a friend of ours Ben shout out to Benny boy he did the the Nick Carter bit where he does the "Am I sexual?" Am I sexual? Because he was really good at that, that yeah. kind of nasally. And and we we'd go no at the end instead of yeah. We thought it was funny. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, just a nice yeah. little rib. Little yeah, a little rib. rib. I give you another number here. 
number 13. Lucky number 13. Orgy stitches. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so you mm-hmm. remember this video because I I do. think so. But it's kind of like every orgy video, if I remember right. Yeah, they're in like... Lots of uh, like rave in, like, lights. They're in, in leather. They're all in leather. They're he's in leather. His, he's got his blue... Um, oops, that's a little loud. He's got his like his blue lipstick on yeah. at the time. Is there a lot of flashing lights? He kind of looks like... A, so I'm, I'm starting the video right now. Is everybody wet and dripping? Um, a kid's listening in the headphones and he's got like green glasses. I kind of like this song. Yeah, sweet. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is... Orgy, I think... It, and a lot of the new metal times bands at the time love that like speed up effect. Yeah, like that speed up camera effect, like where they go really yeah. fast. Oh, yep, and they're in like a cube, like a glass cube. Okay, this I know this. One. This is not the one I was thinking of. Yeah, I'm surprised this was so high on the list. But all right, give me another. That's we'll a cool do, song. We'll do a couple more here. Uh, number twenty six. We'll double our thirteen. <laughs> Orgy Blue Monday. No, no way. Let's see. <laughs> Orgy was huge in 19... Blue Monday, summer. I think, is the one that has lots of flashing lights and, and uh, sweat, if I remember right. Yeah, so I'm just watching a GIF of it right now, and yeah, it's in like a kind of a gold like soundproof room in some ways. Yeah. Yeah, they're like in a recording studio. Yeah, flashing lights, green lights, and he's got the silver lipstick on in this video. Yeah, um, I... I vaguely remember this. I remember the songs of when it comes to Orgy more than the videos. I don't think the videos got a ton of play, did they? Really? I the summer of 1999, apparently on TRL. Have, yeah. I, this one got a ton of play. Blue Monday did. Stitches surprises me. Yeah, Blue Monday did. Yeah, they uh, they kind of like the like the kind of like the fisheye effect too, and like the this has got the women in the uh, yeah like, the robot outfits. Yep, I do remember this. All right, let's see if there's another Orgy song. I'm gonna pick one here. I'm gonna yep. pick uh, do it. No, number five. Okay. It is. Oh, sorry. I should have put 05, I think. I do remember the songs more than the videos in general. Britney Spears, Sometimes. Sometimes I'm Don't remember sometimes the video. Remember the song. I think she's like, I think it's one of those ones where uh, Britney is like staring up at the camera a lot. Okay. Uh, oh, I, no. This is the one. She's like on the beach. Yeah, I got the gift. Like, she's on, like, the beach, and she's in, like, a hoodie. Yeah, that's a boring boring video. She had some good videos, though. I mean, like, even, like, back to her first... What was her first song? Uh, Hit Me Baby One More Time? Yeah, that was a good video. That was, like, the schoolgirl outfit and stuff. Yeah, that was, like, the classic. And then she had the video... um, uh, Toxic, where she's, like, on the airplane. That was fun. Give me one more. All right. Let's relive 1999, the summer of 1999, when Lake Placid is coming out in the middle <laughs> of summer. Amazing. Number 49, just shy of the end, we're going to go with. Um, give me another one. <laughs> okay. Number <laughs> 23. For some reason, that wasn't. It was like 98 degrees, the hardest thing. I don't even know if I remember the song. I remember the together song, uh, the hardest part of breaking up is getting back your stuff. You a fan of together? <laughs> together, yeah. Huge fan, yeah. The hardest thing. I know my calculus. My wife is listening to this right now and screaming at me because in the Great Boy Band Wars, my wife loved 98 Degrees. Wow, what a rebel. Yep. She, uh, she was Nick Lachey. That's amazing. Was, Generally, people fall. I mean, 98 Degrees was certainly like they were the. Don't get me wrong. She liked both of them, yeah. Okay. They so were very I big. I definitely remember this now. Good for her. It's got the boys. One of them's like a boxer and stuff. Honest. 
I don't remember this at all. I'm trying to get to the chorus, but... Wow. Okay. Uh, Nick Lachey, yeah, he's got a nice uh, little Coles turtleneck. They <laughs> <laughs> have to... Oh, I know this. Yeah, this song sucks. Sorry. Look you in the eyes it's not good. And tell you I don't love you. <laughs> Uh, Nikki, just briefly, I had to, we were playing a game right now. My wife just walked down. I want to make sure she knows. Um, we're playing a game right now where we're picking a, uh, number one through 50. And these are the top 50 songs on the summer of TRL MTV list. But right. Is that basically Correct. what it is? Yep. And so, uh, I picked the number 47 to start okay. and cause we're just, I'm just randomly picking and then Tim's asking if I remember and guess what number 47 was the first one I picked one twelve anywhere. <laughs> That's my jam. Oh my gosh. Oh, I can't even begin to tell anybody, everybody, how much I freaking love that song. Oh my god. I told you all. I told you. I told you how happy she'd be. Um, yeah, thank you. I, I, I had to make sure that, that I confirmed the people knew that I wasn't just making that up. <laughs> um you want to do sure, a number? We'll one. do a number real yeah. quick. All right, Nikki, what number do you want? I would like to pick number 12. Oh, like 112. Joey McIntyre, I Love You Came Too Late. Mm-hmm. You don't remember that one? I could, because I don't either. No, no, no. Yeah, pick another number. Uh, I'm going to pick, hmm, my other favorite number, six. Ricky Martin, Livin' La Vida Loca. All right, all, <laughs> yes. right, all right, all right. That's a classic. Yeah, Ricky Ricky Martin had a couple cool videos, too, back then. Yeah. Yeah, I was a fan. Um, the Latin Explosion, I believe, at the time. Yeah, yeah him and Enrique were huge. Him and Enrique huge, 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 huge. Yep. And, um, um, Shakira was a little later, I think. A little bit later. Not too far off. Who was uh, uh, Mark Anthony, too? Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mark yeah, he was a little bit lower. Speaking of Coles, he's got a lot of clothes in the... Yeah. He's like, makes a nice jacket. I believe. He was married to J-Lo, right? He was, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Anyway. All right. Lake Placid. Lake Placid. <laughs> All right. So let's do a little quick little plot summary here. Three people attempt to stop a giant crocodile who is terrorizing residents in Black Lake, Maine. Not Lake Placid. No, it's not. Yeah. They wanted to call it Lake Placid. Starring Bridget Fonda, Bill Pullman, Oliver Platt. We will talk about these fine people later. One of them a lot, I'm sure. And then yeah. written by David E. Kelly, who was Boston Legal, right? Yeah. And I think that's probably how he got Betty White to be in this movie. I, I would think, he think probably, so. Because he, he was like a sitcom and a TV writer. She was on Boston Legal. And so I'm thinking that there was a connection there. And that's, yeah, and David E. Kelly's kind of a name when it comes to TV. Yes. So, yeah, um, Ellie McBeal was, I think, his show as well, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, he's had a few pretty sizable tv hits yeah so. i think he's still kicking stuff out but yes i believe he's still yeah he's still very active so and now i wanted to bring this guy up because we've talked about a couple of his movies before and he's kind of i'm gonna say like this guy is not a master of horror the director here but he's definitely i think he's a good solid workman director and that's I, uh, i'm glad you're saying this yeah I, yes that's uh oh big little lies is um I'm sorry. I had to look up David E. Kelly. Big Little Lies is him. So he's yeah, got a nice hit. Uh, Goliath with yeah. um, Billy Bob Thornton. Harry's Law with um, Kathy Bates. That one was... Yeah, he's done a ton of TV stuff. Like The but, Practice. Yeah, that's right. Who I bet, who, before I got distracted by David E. Kelly's IMDb page, I need to bring up Steve Miner. 
Steve Miner, yes. we've talked about with Halloween H2O, I think, quite a bit, but he has also done, I mean, he directed House, he directed Warlock, he directed Friday part, uh, Friday 13th parts two and three. That's, yep. yeah. So he has, um, he's made a nice little career for himself. He also did the very uh, problematic in 2021, 1986 comedy starring uh, C. Thomas Howell. Yeah. Soul Man. Soul Man. Hey, Steve, sorry, we will, uh, we'll go back to your other movies. We'll go, we'll talk I mean, about look, Warlock. Look, look, back in the, in the early eighties, uh, you know, uh, certain things they probably should have been very taboo. It yes. might have been taboo back then, even. But they were all. Yeah. You have. I think the thing that you have to understand here is it was 1986, so everybody was on cocaine. Yes, like massive amounts of cocaine. Yes, yes. So it's, I'm not saying it's forgiving. Like you shouldn't forgive uh, for so bad. But I'm just asking you to understand that he probably has no idea. Uh, nobody involved in that movie has no idea they made it. <laughs> Very true. I want to mention. I always when I think of Steve Miner, there's a couple of directors I think of just like like Steve Miner. Where like, if you really think of their filmography, they're pretty like it's a lot more sizable in terms of like kind of the, the some of the classic stuff they've made. Uh, Tommy Lee Wallace is the other one I always like to oh, yeah, try to mention because like the It miniseries, um, obviously Halloween three, uh, Fright Night Part two. Um, so I just want to I want to throw out a little love for Tommy Lee Wallace too because. I'm a fan, and I always I always think of um, him and Steve Miner in similar regard. So he did a movie um, back in the early '90s too, called uh, with Mel Gibson called um, Oh man, he did My Father the Hero with Gerard Depardieu. Depardieu. But he did um, um, uh, Forever Young. Steve Miner did Forever. Oh, Young. that's right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That was a big movie. Yeah. Yeah, which uh, it was it's like somebody I know is like one of their favorite movies. Oh. So. Um, but. We're not talking. Uh, we've talked about Steve Miner, and we like Steve Miner quite a bit. So yes. we should uh, let's talk about Lake Placid. So I don't know. Let's we're gonna. I'm just gonna do plot at some point. But let's. Uh, it's been a while since I watched this. I watched this. I think this came out on like VHS or it probably would have been VHS. I watched yeah. it at the time in like the late '90s, obviously maybe early 2000s. By the time I got to see it. And I remember thinking it was kind of a, it's just like a fun monster movie. And that opinion has not changed in uh, the 20 years since or whatever we're at now. Um, it's still just a fun 80 minute long creature feature that you can throw on TV in the middle of the day and be sufficiently entertained. Yeah. <laughs> and so it reminds me totally of something. It reminded me a lot this time of something like a Tremors, I think, is probably what it's similar, most similar to because it is a little bit of a horror comedy. Um I do wish maybe it played up a little bit more of the suspense and horror. It goes a, but I think with David E. Kelly and even Steve Miner, I mean, who did House and stuff, maybe I, that's kind of more in their wheelhouse. So mm-hmm. either way, I like, I like this movie at the time I watched it, and I still like it about the same. I have not changed an opinion on Lake Placid. What about you, Willie? Same, yeah. Always <laughs> thought it was a fun movie. Never, um, you know, thought it was any sort of major classic by any means, but I always thought it was just a fun giant monster evil animal movie and, and it still is and I, I think the uh, I think the humor is what sets it apart from some of those movies other movies that take it take themselves a little bit too seriously for the subject matter like this is a giant crocodile movie and, and everybody knows what they're doing in the movie what kind of movie they're in um, especially a certain actor that we'll talk about but um, yeah it's it's just fun it's fun I do wish there was more creature carnage a little bit I'll say that I will say that 
the crocodile doesn't get to yeah. take out enough people in this movie. There's too many surviving characters at the end of this movie. That's right. all I'm saying. Yeah, I, guess, I think that's what I meant. Yeah, like, yeah. Like about the horror. And I'm going to expand it on that. It was like, yeah, I could I could have used a little bit more blood and guts. Yeah, honestly. yeah. I like the characters in the movie for the most part. I just there's some of them where I go like, ah, why did this person live? <laughs> This person should have been alligator food or crocodile food. So we are like that on the podcast. Yeah, we we do ask many times when we watch movies like, why that guy live? That doesn't make sense. <laughs> this person had no business surviving this movie. Um, but on the flip side, we do ask like, hey, why that guy have to die? Why that yeah, sure, it just die? depends. Yeah, 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 for uh, sure, it depends. But that's my one, I guess, kind of complaint. I, I, I will say the. Um, I still think, by and large, the effects are pretty great. I thought. Like it's a pretty. It's a mix, right? Of yes. Practical and CG. Yeah. And I think it shows. I think it works in that kind of Jurassic Park way, where it's like. Was the, it Stan Winston on this? Yes. Okay. Where the CG, and is kind of hidden a lot of the time by mixing it with the practical. I, I think it works well. For sure. One of the uh, oh, one of the things I forgot to bring up, and it ties in this. Uh, this movie had to be delayed due to weather conditions at the time. So Steve Miner actually took on H two O while they waited because they couldn't film certain stuff. Oh, my here. God. Yeah, so he actually, oh. he knocked out H2O and then he came back to do this because... He knocked out another brisk 80-minute movie. Yes. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Steve, Steve, Steve does not have time, especially in the 1999, uh, late 90s. He had, did not have time to mess around. <laughs> Good for him. In and out at 80 minutes. All right, so let's do... We're just going to go through the plot here and I'm yep. going to stop after each paragraph and shout out to... Had a busy week. I know you did too, so oh, this God. is uh, very lazy that I just copied some dude on, or maybe some lady on IMDb. Let's sit here now. So it's not the first time I couldn't you've done find this. the name. Yeah, no, I couldn't find the name to give them credit, but well, you don't put your name on it. Things happen. It's what it is. We take it and we use it because I did not feel like writing out my own summary. In Lincoln County, Maine, a Marine fishing game officer is attacked and bitten in half by something unseen in Black Lake. Sheriff Hank Kio, uh, played by Brendan Gleason. Kio? I like Brendan Gleason. I, yeah, love him and everything. He's always fun. Yes. Um, What's the movie he did with uh, uh, Colin Farrell that I love? Is that in Bruges? Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. Yep. 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 Uh, Fishing Game Officer Jack Wells, played by one Mr., the one and only Mr. Bill Pullman. Love Bill Pullman. <laughs> uh, Bill Pullman was like, at this point in time, this like mid to late 90s, like, Pullman was like on the cusp of being like a... St- like an, like a Kind of an action movie star, almost like like not an action, but like a like a blockbustery oh, star. Like yeah, so this was a couple years post Independence Day, right? Yeah, I'm looking yeah. at where he was at in his career at this time because didn't he do like Lynch's Lost Highway? Yeah, yeah, which is crazy. Yeah, he did this. Broke down palace. He was in Broke Down Palace. He did Lost Highway in '97. Independence Day, the video game, uh, zero effect. What was zero effect? Seen it. It's with him and Ben Stiller. Oh, that's right. It's like a. It's like a really dark comedy. Yeah, it's it? kind of an or interesting like, movie. Yeah, or it's like a drama. I think. I don't. Even, it's, I don't um, know. it's got a little bit of both. Um, okay. But yeah, he. It, you almost wonder though, like if if, and I don't know a ton about Bill Pullman's. Uh, creative choices or whatever but like i almost wonder if there was more like bigger stuff offered to him and he liked to do some of that smaller maybe he missed out too well yeah or he yeah or he just he didn't picked want the wrong to. movie yeah. but it's not like he did a ton of like blockbusters after that i mean he did some interesting work so oh i i'm not mad at him for it yeah this not was at a, all oh yeah this was i don't recall if this was like i didn't really check the box office on this i remember it being like okay i don't remember it being a bomb yeah but i, don't, I just I, always I, felt like and maybe it was just my, I don't know, my perception of it. I always felt like he was one of those guys that was like right on the cusp of being like, yeah, for know, sure, a bigger 
deal or whatever. I love Pullman, so yeah. that's no knock on him. You watched that? Did you watch the USA show he does now? Um, no. Okay, I thought that was you. Someone I know watches it. It's called like The Sinner or something. Oh no, no, I I have watched The Sinner. The, uh, the oh, yeah. first season. I I never watched the um the follow up. I'd like to. He's really good. Yeah. He's really, heard, really, really, really good. good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, the show's very good. So yeah, it's worth checking out. Each season's a new case, which I like. But Pullman carries through. Oh, okay. That's yeah. how it goes. Okay. Yeah. Um, so Fish Game Officer Jack Wells, American Museum of Natural History Paleontologist Kelly Scott, played by Bridget Fonda, and Mythology Professor Crocodile Enthusiast Hector Sear, played by Oliver Platt, go to the lake to investigate. Okay. A couple things. With Bridget Fonda retired from acting. And I, because I was watching this movie, and I You're like when did I last see her? <laughs> I, it hit me. Two thousand two was like the last thing she did, and I don't even remember what it was. Hmm. But Bridget Fonda, she completely retired from acting, and she's married to Danny Elfman. Oh, cool! I had no idea. She's they're just married. She doesn't act, and that's it. That's uh, Danny Elfman does his thing. Sweet. She's like uh, they have a kid. <laughs> so cool. I didn't realize she's she is. Of course, she's the granddaughter of Henry Fonda. Sure. And Francis Fonda. Of the great Fonda legacy. She's uh, the aunt of uh, Jenna Elfman. Oh, cool. Yeah. Huh. Weird. (laughs) This is stuff stuff I all found out. Jenna Elfman's related to Danny Elfman? Yeah. This is stuff I all found out. Apparently, so I think he would be then the uncle to... Interesting. Jenny Elf. Jenna, Jenna Elf. Elfman. Yeah. And Bodie Elfman, who I think is an actor too. Interesting. Um, oh. She suffered, yeah, she was in a car crash in 2003, I think, and that was the year she retired from acting um, okay. as well. So she had a fracture in her vertebrae too. <coughs> Excuse me. So Always like Bridget Fonda. Um, me always, too. Yeah. 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 Uh, she's uh, phenomenal in Jackie Brown. Jackie Brown is my favorite Tarantino movie still. Yeah, I know. I know. And yeah. she's a big reason why. It's kind of she's like great. The, uh, it's kind of like the uh, Beach Bunny. Yeah, yeah. she's fantastic. <laughs> yes. Yeah, she's fantastic. <laughs> love the movie and yeah. yeah, love her performance in it. And she's also in, uh, what's Evil Dead? Is she in Army? Is she? she? She has like a cameo in Army. Is she? I think. Okay. Which would... I guess that maybe that's a little bit of the uh, maybe that's where Sparks flew with uh, Danny Elfman. <laughs> he, I guess she visited the booth where he was scoring the movie. I don't know. Well, there you go. Um, and then we need to talk about Oliver Platt, and I think we should do it right now. Oh boy, Oliver Platt! I love Oliver Platt. Do you have a favorite Oliver Platt performance to put you on the spot? And I, while you think, maybe I'll give you mine. I'll give you two. Well, this is pretty great. Um, but no, this is uh, up there. This is up there. Yes. You know what movie I like? What's that? And it's um, I really like the Ice Harvest. Harold the Harold Ramis. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. With uh, John Cusack, and he's got a bit role in that. Yeah. Um, Billy Bob and stuff too. So he's like a he's like a drunk friend and stuff too. But also Jimmy King from uh, Ready to Rumble. Who am I kidding? Oh, it's <laughs> incredible. I'm glad you said that. Um, no, mine is he was in uh, Disney's The Three Musketeers. He's very. And he plays good. Porthos. Yep. Um, and uh, he's really funny in it. Funny enough, uh, Gerard Depardieu uh, played Porthos in a different in, in the Man in the Iron Mask, which is another wow. The Six Degrees of uh, Steve Miner here. Yes, exactly. So, um, yes, uh, he is Porthos in the uh, alongside Kiefer Sutherland and um, Charlie Sheen, I believe, as the other two Musketeers, <laughs> as the true the, the true Musketeers they are. Uh, yeah. He's in, yeah, he's in West Wing a little bit. I know, I remember he pops up there. Uh, but I, Oliver Platt is never bad. So no, no, no. He's popped up in a billion movies, and he has never been. Oh, he's in Bullworth. I remember Bullworth. Yep. He's also fun in uh, X Men First Class. He's like the 
CIA liaison yes. type guy. Yeah. Uh, Oliver Platt, always a welcome presence in anything. Always. always. He's been on one of the recent seasons of Fargo that I have not watched, but I've Excellent. heard he's very good there. So he has a great line in uh, this where... Um, <laughs> Sure. Few. Yeah, he does. He is really one. This is the one I wrote down. Though it's what he goes. Never heard of a crocodile ca- crossing the ocean. And Oliver Platt goes, "Well, they conceal information like that in books." Such classic. Sassy. He's such a dick. <laughs> <laughs> like he's so mean to Brendan Gleeson at all times in this movie. He's a rock star in this movie. Yeah. Is what he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, a rock star crocodile enthusiast. Yes. So sweet. Who also studies like the mythology of crocodiles too, right? And like the yeah. spiritual side of things. Although to be fair. There was like a rock star level crocodile enthusiast, mm. Mr. Steve Irwin. So it's yes. not that unrealistic. Good point. Yeah. A series of strange events occur, including Kelly and Hank's canoe mysteriously flying into the air and flipping, the discovery of a severed toe and a severed moose head, and the decapitation of a fishing game deputy. Later, that scene is really, really insane. Which one's that, though? Uh, the deputy when he's leaning over the boat and his head just gets... Oh, that is... Yeah. I wanted more of that. Yeah. That's the one thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, the, yeah. Because it Sorry. comes early in the movie, too. We don't get anything it does, else like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wanted a little bit more of that, because it, when it happens, you're like, what? Yeah, it's really great. <laughs> Later, as Hank and Hector argue, a giant saltwater cl- crocodile leaps out of the water and drags a nearby bear into the lake. That seems sweet, too. Yeah, there's a lot of, uh, there's some good animal on animal action in yeah. this one. And I'm sure some of the later sequels, which we'll talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Jack, Kelly, and Hank visit Dolores Bickerman, Betty White, one of the few people living on the lake. After finding the deputy's severed head, they witness her feeding a blindfolded cow to the enormous crocodile. Dolores reveals that she has been feeding the cow, the crocodile, for years after it followed her husband home. <laughs> eventually killed him she's placed under house arrest for initially lying to the police let's do the betty white thing now well we kind of picked lake placid as like a i guess our way of of um yeah. paying tribute to betty white i i we're both betty white fans i don't think anybody's not a betty white fan at least to some degree like i haven't heard a single person that was that's ever said like i don't like betty white like she's awesome like mm-hmm. yeah how could you not uh she's a delight in this movie specifically <laughs> very funny She's a ton of fun. I think she actually... Um, she's playing against type from the type that she's best known for, but she was also a comedian, so, so like, yeah. It's she, kind of perfect for her. Right. Um, it's just, I think at the time, people thought of her in a certain way. She's best known from the Golden Girls as uh, She was Rose, right? Yes, yeah. and the Golden Palace, of course. Yes. Um, but, but um, yeah, but she gets to, like, cut loose a little bit here. I mean, I mean, she actually, at one point, she has a line where she says... If I had, if I had a dick, this is where I'd tell you to suck it. <laughs> and I was like, Betty, 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 Betty. Like it's such a good line, and yeah. she delivers it so well. I remember yeah. even at the time, people be uh, finding this role very, very funny. Like it this is. was one of the main things to come out of this movie was Betty White, and I think they sold the movie around this performance too. They, yeah, because the line "I'm rooting for the crocodile" is in all of the advertisements. Yeah, yeah, I love that bit too, where she's basically like, "Is it is it illegal of me to say that I want your fellow police officers to be eaten by the?" <laughs> she rules. She's great, and like her nonchalant uh, reveal that, like, oh no, I killed him. Yeah, it's like so good. It's so good. Uh, so, uh, everything she does is great. Everything she touches turns to gold. I can't even imagine how much fun these other actors had on set with her. Like, I can't imagine some of the stuff that she probably ad libbed on set that was not didn't make it to the final cut. Like, yeah, it just she's so cool. I wanted so, to play this game and. I'm looking at her filmography, and it's going to be risky, but I, I want to give it a shot here. Okay. I wanted to do a six degrees of separation, 
like a Kevin Bacon thing, oh but my. with Betty Betty White. All right. And I wanted to do it. I wanted to do it, tying it back to horror icons. But I wanted to disqualify, like anybody in Lake Placid, whether like I don't. I want to disqualify Steve Miner because I think that's too oh easy. okay. You can go okay. Steve Miner, and then you can go like. To one of his horror works. So are you going to throw out a horror icon and then I'm going to try and link them? I think we're going to, we'll, we'll work through this together. Do you have your phone on you? I do, yes. Okay, I would say, let's bring up her IMDb page together. Sure. We'll yeah. take a glance at it and like maybe we'll just like, she's done a ton of TV. <laughs> so that's why this is going to yes. be hard. Let's give it a shot though, if you're okay. I want to I wanna yeah, see no, how. I'm, I'm, I, I, I like to think I'm pretty good at this game. So Let's do Kane Hodder first. Let's try you to, to link her to Kane. Yeah, let's link her to Kane Hodder first. Okay. Um, does it have to be within six? Is that what we're doing? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I think your best bet for Kane, like I think you actually want to start from Kane because okay. Kane's the harder one to link to people. Okay. I think. Yeah. Let's. Um, with Kane, you can do some some interesting stuff. So like, I would kick it off. You want to you want to link Kane immediately to a bigger actor. You have to. Okay. Right. So you can either go with the Hatchet series, which has a ton of cameos mm-hmm. in it, and you could probably find a cameo of somebody that can get you there, or you go Kane Hodder in in the movie Prison, the John Carl Buechler movie Prison, which starred Viggo Mortensen, and then you can jump from Viggo okay. kind of wherever. You want to do that? Let's, let's do that. Let's do that. So let's go to Viggo. We're going to Vigo. We're yeah. at Prison. You are good at this. I'm, I'm glad we did this. Okay. So Vigo, so that's one link. That counts as one, yes? Right. All right. Vigo is in, oh man, here we go. This is going to get tricky. So Vigo is in, well, he's in the Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring. This can help you link him to like yeah, a lot of people. Um, with, who do we want to go with here? I'm trying to get, so... What I'm going to try to get to with Betty, I don't want to use Lake Placid at all if we can help it. Right. So I want to use the Golden Palace and Don Cheadle with Betty. Because Don, Don Cheadle Cheadle's been in Palace? so many things. Yes. Okay. So if we can get there, that that's links one and two right there, branching from either Betty and Kane. Man, what about... Okay. So Vigo is in Lord of the Rings with... Um, trying to think of a So good, Liv Tyler, Ian McKellen... Liv Tyler, Ian McKellen. Oh, you know what? So, Liv Ty- he's in the he's in the Lord of the Rings with Liv Tyler, who was in the Incredible Hulk with um, John Hurt or Tony Stark or um, Robert Downey Jr. Yes, who was of course in the Iron Man movies with Don Cheadle. Did it? Uh, yeah. So I think we're that was under six, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a five, I think. Yeah. So we got that. Okay. So there you go. We made teamwork it makes a dream mark. Well done, Tim. Way to clo- co- You're a closer. A couple more here. All right. Um, you want to do John Carpenter next? Sure. Okay. It's a director, so it's a little bit different. You could do John to Betty. Um, yeah. Well, okay. I think the obvious one that pops into your head is Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, that seems like a like a strong choice. It's like the, um, it's the starting point. Or you could go Kurt Russell, because Kurt Ooh, Russell's done a lot yeah, yeah, yeah. of stuff. I would go to Kurt Russell with in any of the movies they work together on. Um, that's What about Chevy Chase? Is like a comedic actor, but I don't know. You want to go, Kurt? Chevy would work, I think. You'd have to. Hmm. That's tricky, man. Man, oh man. Um, I'm looking at Betty's. 
Looking at Betty uh, filmography. Filmography. I need yeah. To so sure with like Chevy that. Chase, your best bets would be like Caddyshack, which is an ensemble. Um, stuff like Funny Farm would be. But who was the other one we had? Um, who were the? Who was the other? Oh, Kurt Russell. I mean, Kurt Russell. You can do a lot of things with who. Yeah. Let's go, Kurt Russell. Okay. So John Carpenter, Kurt Russell. That's one. Um, and then. <laughs> <laughs> the thing that pops immediately is like Marvel stuff, like Guardians. Sure, that sure, and that's not a bad way to go by any means. Um, boy, oh boy, I'm trying to think here. I'd like to link Betty to the movie The Proposal because that's got Sandra Bullock and Ryan Reynolds in it. Have, yeah, have Kurt and Russell, I think either of those are really solid options. Has Kurt Russell ever worked with either one of them? Not directly, no, but I'm sure they share a connection. It. Do it. Um, Kurt Russell yeah. was in Tango and Cash with Sylvester Stallone. Sylvester Stallone was in Demolition Man. With, with Sandra, Sandra and Sandra was in... Yep. There, there you go. go. <laughs> See, you're a closer. <laughs> I set you up. You knock him down. Um, one of these is going to be really tough. I'll save him for last. Let's let's okay. do... Uh, you want Bruce Campbell or Robert England? Uh, let's do Bruce first. I feel like Bruce might be a little bit easier. Um, yeah, if we take out Lake Placid. Cause okay, I've got Bruce Campbell. This is easy. Bruce Campbell was in Spider-Man 3 with Topher Grace, who was in that 70s show with Buddy White. There you go. There you go. <laughs> easy uh, peasy. Th- that was quick. You want to do Robert England? <laughs> Let's do Robert England. Yeah. Robert England. Oh, man. Oh, man. Okay. Robert England was in uh, Urban Legend. With Jared Leto, that was yeah, of course the first movie that popped it, the first Robert England performance. So there's Link One. Yes. How about that? I want to link to Jared Leto. I want to go from Jared to Betty. Oh man, I'm, I'm blanking on Leto performances right now. I, all I'm remembering is the movie with Nick Cage, uh, Lord of War, which I quite like, by the way. I think it's a good movie. Lord of War, yeah, it was a cool movie. Yeah. Um, I'm looking through Betty. I want to. Of course, find he's in Suicide Squad, Dallas Buyers Club. Then red line. We gotta find a link to Betty. That's gonna make house it work. of Gucci. Ah, ha, ha. Okay. Okay. She was in Bringing Down the House with Steve Martin and Queen Latifah. We can definitely work with that. Okay. Okay. Because it's actually harder to get Betty linked to somebody. In yeah. a lot of ways, but she was in a lot of TV, which helps. Um. Yeah, but it's it's tough to remember all of the TV roles she was exactly. in. Exactly. Like I'm and sure who there was st- on all those shows, yeah. and yes. So let's let's start. I'm gonna, I want to I'm gonna link Betty. To bring down the house with either Steve Martin or Queen Latifah, one or the other, and then we've got. Excuse me, Jared Leto was in that movie. No, 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 oh. no. Betty was in that movie. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> and then England, we can link to Jared Leto. We could link to Leto. We could link to Johnny Depp. Right. So we could go either way. What do you want to do there? What I do you think uh, is the easier link, Depp or or Leto? Leto. I think Leto's. Uh, I think it's the more. Fun. Leto's going to branch off more. Okay, let's do Leto. Because the thing with Leto is, what about Suicide Squad? Sure. Um, man. Will Smith? No. Um, you could go what Will about McConaughey? <laughs> In Dallas Buyers Club is what I'm thinking. Jennifer. I'm just naming off actresses, actors and actresses. Cause I was no, I'm say. thinking about it here because there's a... Russell Crowe in House of Gucci? Is he in House of Gucci? <laughs> Russell Crowe's in House of Gucci? No, I think I'm wrong. I'm just thinking of Ridley Scott. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I mean, when you think of one... American Psycho. He was in, Leto was American Psycho. 
None of these people have been in a movie with Queen Latifah or Steve, Steve Martin, though, which is really... No, you got it. That's the trick, right? Man. I'm going to pick the wrong... Yeah, I think we... All right, Steve Martin. I'm looking at Steve Martin's filmography right now. See if we can... Uh, of course, The Jerk, The Pink Panther. I don't know. I remember who's in The Pink Panther. Roxanne with Terrell Hannah. <laughs> <laughs> just trying to jog your memory. I'm stalling for time, hoping you can. Hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa. Steve okay. Martin is in a movie. Hold on. Steve Martin is in Shop Girl with uh, Claire Danes. Or, or what's his name? Uh, God, the guy who's in a bunch of Wes Anderson stuff. Uh, Schwartzman. Yes, Jason Schwartzman, who's okay. in a ton of stuff, right? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'm hung up on this. This is tricky, buddy. Yes, yeah, Jason Schwartzman and Steve Martin never done a movie together. No, I don't think so. But I think there's got to be have a comedic Steve link, Martin. Though. Have, have, uh, what about Steve Martin and John Goodman? Have they worked together? They had to have at some point, right? <laughs> Steve Martin. Wait a second. Wait a second. Steve Martin and Eugene Levy have worked together, and Eugene Levy has to have worked at some point with. Um, okay, nope, wait, so Steve Martin Yeah And I did this, this is cheating, I don't care uh, was, in, was in Love the Coopers with John Goodman John Goodman was just in um, Gemstones, Righteous Gemstones With Jason Schwartzman Now how are we getting Jason Schwartzman to Betty White again? Because Because uh, Martin was in Bringing Down the House with Betty So we had to go from Schwartzman Wait, hold on. Too good. <laughs> hold on. We were <laughs> we went England to Leto. What was Leto in? With somebody that would have been with Schwartzman, right? Now I'm completely no, no, lost. no, no, no. Steve Martin was in something with Schwartzman. Damn it. <laughs> we're all screwed up. Uh, can we do this? England, we can do this. There's should we go with Johnny Depp? Or do all we... right, let's do Johnny Depp. Okay. Let's let's let's, let's drop Leto. Okay. Which is probably best for everybody. Um. Let's go Johnny Depp. He's been in a billion things, right? Yes. So Johnny Depp. Ah, man, let me think. The problem with this with this is... God, this is tough. It's tough to find. It's tough to figure out who was who was on the show with Betty White because I do not have a like a like a memory of who's like guest stars on the Golden Girls. I know. You you had a nice pull with that Don Cheadle bit that on Golden I knew. Palace. Cheech Marin was on that show too. Hmm. Cheech Marin. He was, was on Cheech Marin. He, excuse me though. Was Cheech Marin in? He was on the Golden Palace in the Golden Palace. Was he in Once Betty. Upon a Time in Mexico, the Rodriguez movie? He had to be. Right? All right, he all right, had we're to gonna be. look. We're gonna look because that's all. Oh, that's Tim, you genius, you <laughs> son of a bitch. Cheech, Marin, once. I, this is the moment of truth. Is he in it? I don't see him in it. That came out like what? he is. He plays Bellini. He Perfect. plays a, Dude. a character named Bellini. Yep, got it. <laughs> and so Man, the, the Golden Palace. The lesson learned here again. is if you wanted to win at six degrees of Betty White, use go the Golden, to Golden Palace. Palace. Yeah, we are absolutely. I had one more, and we are not going to do Gunnar Hansen. We're going to leave it on a win. No, we can do Gunnar <laughs> I, Hansen. You think so? If I can look up his, am I allowed to look up his? Absolutely, I've been doing it the whole time. Right. <laughs> but even but when I tried to cheat the most was that John Goodman one, and that did not work out for me. So we're going to try this. 
were really Gunnar Hansen, of course, uh, best known as Leatherface from the original. Yeah, of course. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, yeah, well, we can do it right now because we already did, we already linked Kane Hodder. Oh, that's right. Because Gunner's in Death House with Kane Hodder. Perfect. So we can just use that link. if Unless you want to go a little harder. <laughs> do you think we should? I don't know. You could go because technically Gunnar Hansen is in Texas Chainsaw. The one with Alexander Daddario and Scott Eastwood. Texas Chainsaw 3D? Yes. Who else is in that? Let's try that. Scott Eastwood, Alexander Daddario, Trey Songs. Tanya Ramon of Lost Fame. <laughs> and Marilyn Burns, eh? I didn't know she was in that. Is she in that? Yeah. That's the great. Dario. Did, uh, Bill Mosley. I feel like. Clont is in that, huh? Scott Eastwood. Who is in The Fast and the Furious, one of the most movies. I, yeah, I feel like someone in a Fast movie has been I got it. I got it. We're done. We're good. Gunner is in Leatherface 3D or whatever the hell it's called. <laughs> With Scott Eastwood, uh-huh. who is in one of the Fast and the Furious movies, name yes. one, with The Rock, okay. who is in Hobbs and Shaw with Ryan Reynolds, who is in The Proposal with Perfect. Betty White. Boom. <laughs> Cut her hands at the Betty White. That, we I, had an I, easier time with that than we did with uh, England. Yeah, and I feel like yeah, once we got once we went Johnny up, the problem we had, I think, was connecting Leto. Yeah, and Steve Martin's hard to connect. For some reason, I got hung up on Steve Martin. Yeah, Martin does it. I mean, he's done so many weird, weird things. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Well, I, that was fun. We did it, man. <laughs> that was fun. All right, let's get back to the plot real quick right. and then we'll we'll get out of here. Hector decides to take one of Hank's deputies on a trip in the helicopter and lands the helicopter on the cove where the crocodile lives. While he is diving, it attacks him, but he escapes. Jack and Hank plan to allow Florida fishing game to kill the crocodile when they arrive, but Hector suggests instead that he lure it out the water. Lure, lure it out of the water and drug it. Jack reluctantly accepts the proposal. Oh, the proposal, there you go. And they use one of Dolores's cows dangle from the helicopter as bait. I felt bad at that part. And I know. I'm glad the cow made it. Yeah, me too. See, I just, the cow lives. There's too many survivors. <laughs> I just feel, I feel bad when like it's obvious like it's an actual animal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's a little mean. Whatever. <laughs> What are you going to do? We do worse. So after a few hours, the crocodile lunges at the cow. Hector pulls up, loses the cow, and crashes the helicopter into the lake. The crocodile comes on land and attacks Jack and Kelly. Uh, not the Osbournes. Kelly is knocked into the lake, but she makes it to the helicopter just in time. All right, let's pause here for a second. I don't have enough, I don't have much to talk about in this portion of the movie. I think we've mentioned we should. No, I mean, look, uh, it's fun. It's a romp. I, I enjoy all this stuff. I like all the... Uh, the shenanigans trying to figure out what to do with the crocodile. I love, 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 love the reveal that there's a second crocodile. It's classic monster movie stuff. Classic creature feature movie where it's like, oh, there's a second one. Yeah, I love and that. It's great, right? It feels like any one of those those great giant killer animal movies. What I love even more about it is that immediately that, that problem is squashed. Yeah. I, I love that Brendan Gleeson just launches the grenade at it. <laughs> it's so sweet. Um, but yeah, like a couple of these people need to get eaten though. That's all I'm saying. I gotta, I, I hate to be that guy. I gotta say it. Uh, I love Oliver Platt, but he probably should have been eaten at some point in this movie. Um, Meredith Salinger, star of the secret of Natty Gan. Yeah. One of the great Disney films. Her <laughs> and John Cusack as a couple of, uh, scamps, young, young rap scallions. Um, we all were at one point. Yes, of course. She, why is she not eating this movie? <laughs> I thought you were going to launch into like a uh, like a career retrospe- retrospective no. of hers, and you're just like, why did she not? <laughs> why did she not get eaten? Mauled by a giant alligator. Because like, like, 
like the character is obviously there for this purpose. She's she doesn't really do anything in the movie beyond kind of being there and kind of flirting with Oliver Platt's character. But like, yeah, but who wouldn't? Well, of course. But she should have been eaten. Yeah, that's my point. Yeah, maybe I'm just I don't know. Maybe I'm I crave uh, crocodile violence. I don't know. But I just needed a little bit more of that. It was it, I had a great time with it though. It's a, it's a fun movie. Oh, and, we're not um, done yet. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. It don't was, get don't get your wrap up yet. We've got one more paragraph that I copy and paste. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot. There's there is a bit of a coda here. Real quick. Um. Real quick, I want to give a TV suggestion for everybody. There's a show called Northwoods Law. Are you familiar with Northwoods Law? I am not. It's on, um, it's on yes, Animal I am. Planet. I take it back. Yes. Yeah, it follows like Maine. Well, it followed like Maine fishing game officers and stuff. But then they moved it to New Hampshire because the idiot gover- governor from Maine hated it. He hated the show. Oh, no. He thought it presented Maine in a bad light or some bullshit like that. But they moved to New Hampshire. This is a great show because it's all about. Uh, the Northeast, like some of the wild, like it's the, it's like the wild, well, Northeast up there. Like, you yeah, know, I mean, but it's always, it's always like, uh, like uh, there's a bobcat on the loose <laughs> or like <laughs> there's some sort of animal under a house or like there's it's some, it's not, it's not like, like there's a bear that's killing livestock everywhere. Yeah. It's like somebody saw a bobcat on a porch. Yes. Oh, or <laughs> some, everybody. Nobody has a hunting license. Like everybody's hunting out of season. Nobody has a proper hunting license on this show. <laughs> like they're just shooting, they're just shooting animals as they see them, and it's all about them busting, busting these people. Um, every once in a while, you get like a bummer. They'll find a hiker. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> it's like been lost. Amazing. Yeah. So uh, that's my TV recommendation. Northwoods Law. I love it. Uh, despite Hector and Kelly's protest to let the animal live, Jack grabs a gun and shoots it. The gun is revealed to be a tranquilizer rifle. As Hector comes out of the water, a second crocodile attacks him. Yeah, Hank blows it up with a grenade launcher. Florida fishing game arrives seconds later. They load the crocodile in a truck and take it to Portland, Maine to figure out what to do with it. The last scene shows Dolores feeding breadcrumbs to many baby crocodiles, implying the two adults were a mating pair. During the end credits, the surviving adult crocodile is seen tied to the back of a flatbed truck speeding down the road. Love the bit with her feeding the crocodiles at the end. Um, I know you wanted to talk about sequels, so I just want to briefly mention that uh, there are a lot of sequels to this movie. Yeah. There are a ton. And, but I do want to make sure our listeners know, with the exception of the of the most recent Lake Placid film, which is considered a reboot of the franchise, um, the the... Betty White's character, Dolores Bickerman, her family is a through line in these films. Okay. Um, including Robert Englund, who plays her relative, Jim Bickerman, oh, by the way. Oh, my gosh. Um, Thank you. So I need to let you know. Yeah, so there have been... I'm going to do. I want to play this game with you, too. And Cloris Leachman. There are, there are five sequels to this movie? I believe so, yes. I'm going to read through the brief Wikipedia synopsis of each of them like very brief like two sentences and i'm gonna i want to like ask you how interested you are in yeah i'd love to hear it yeah please yeah. do lake placid 2 in the sequel to the feature film man eating crocodiles return to the lake as two mates and one aggressive female crocodile which is protecting her nest wreak havoc on the locals so that seems like a pretty straightforward sequel no it's just focused on well, I guess you have three crocodiles in this one. It's kind of the two males and the one aggressive female is what, what I'm gathering. How interested yeah. are you in seeing Lake Placid too? I'd watch it because here's the thing. Like, like what was my, what was my, um, 
kind of complaint about this movie that I kept being annoyingly persistent about was like not enough people get eaten. In the sequel, you got to up the ante, right? So I yeah. would assume more people get eaten in the sequel. The only problem with with any of these sequels, though, is can it can it does it have the humor of this one? I hope I hope that that would be the case. I have not watched the sequels to Lake Placid, so I could. Not I think tell I've you. seen clips, and it's mostly of bad CGI. Okay, just kind I, of. Crappy. You know, what? I think I've seen one of these on like Sci Fi Network in the middle of the day. Some more Sci Fi Channel movies, right? Yeah, I think yeah. we're getting into. Um, they might all be, but uh, okay. um, so that's Lake Placid two. Lake, I'd watch it. Lake Placid three. A game warden moves his uh, a game warden moves his family to Lake Placid once the site of deadly crocodile attacks. Locals assure him the crocs are gone, but his mischievous young son finds a few baby crocs and begins feeding them. They quickly grow into big adults and start attacking the game warden's family and nearby town. Okay, so I'm kind of into this personally because this seems like this crocodile is out for some sort of vengeance, some sort of revenge. He seems to be specific attacking the game warden's family this is like a jaws of revenge situation <laughs> yeah kind of i'm 100 like down <laughs> yes. this sounds more interesting to me then this is our first of three appearances in the series from yancey butler yancey butler you remember yancey butler i do star of tv's witchblade yeah absolutely absolutely <laughs> she was in also in hard target was John Claude Van Damme? Oh my word! Yes, uh, yes. What, what is his character? Chance Bordeaux. Chance Bordeaux. Yes. <laughs> Lake Placid, the final chapter, the fourth movie of the Lake Placid sequel. Uh, sequel. And I believe Se- the second uh, f- horror film series, fourth, <laughs> fourth entry in a horror film series to be called the final chapter, but not be the final chapter. Yes. <laughs> Reba the Poacher is back. Uh oh. I believe that. I, that's gotta be. Is Yancy. that Yancey? Yeah. Um, I'll look real quick. It is. Yeah, Yancey's the poacher. So you compare this to Tremors, she's probably like the um like the, the Burt Gummer. Yeah. Yeah. She's now an EPA agent though in the final chapter. Black Lake is turned into a crocodile sanctuary f- surrounded by an electric fence. When the fence gets left open one night, a high school field trip bus unknowingly enters the park. It's up to Reba, the sheriff, oh, to I'm save, in. <laughs> save the kids from becoming crocodile. I'm in. Shot. You had me at high school field trip bus. I'm in. That sounds like the best one so far. <laughs> So that's your top, the final chapter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plus now we're getting some continuity here. I'm yes. loving it. I'm loving it. We're getting Yancey. So, so her last appearance is in the one I think I've seen on sci-fi, <laughs> Lake Placid versus Anaconda. Oh, my. In Black Lake, Maine, an accident allows two giant species, crocodiles and anacondas, to be regenerated and they escape towards Clear Lake. Regenerated? I guess, well, I guess they're like dead in the water and oh. some sort of uh, accident. <laughs> So it could be something falling into the lake. <laughs> my, my assumption, and I'm hoping that this is the case, is that these are supposed to be the original Lake Placid alligator and the original... like the, the This is the anaconda that ate John Voight, and it's been... And they're now referring to the gator, the crocodile, as Lake Placid. Yeah. Like, that's the name. Yeah. yeah. And the other one is anaconda. Yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> my hope. <laughs> I hope... You know what? John Voight may be in this movie. You never know what yeah. shot. It's possible. <laughs> Now Reba teams up with Tully, <laughs> sorry, to find his daughter, Bethany, and a group of sorority girls in a deadly match between the two groups. So this has got it all. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. This is probably not nearly as good as it sounds. It's that sequel where like you read the synopsis and you're like, God, I can't wait for this entry. And then you watch it and you're like, this is not as good as I was. Coronemic is in this one. That's a good sign. <laughs> and finally... Lake Placid Legacy, which just came out in 2018. This is the reboot, right? Yeah, a group of young young explorers discover a secret 
area hidden from all maps and GPS devices. When they reach the center of the lake, they discover an abandoned facility that houses one of the largest and deadliest apex predators known to man. Rather than a sequel, Legacy is considered to be a standalone film. I like that the maker of this movie went and edited the Wikipedia page to sell people at it. With so this. sweet. Legacy is considered to be a standalone film not connected to the previous films and the only film of the series to not feature or reference the Bickerman family, declaring it a reboot. You know who this has got in it? Joe Joey Pants, Joe Padalano. What? <laughs> Couldn't even get through it without laughing. <laughs> How can you not laugh? <laughs> it's really funny. Um, I will watch it for <laughs> Joey Rose- Pants. <laughs> who? Tim Rosan. Who is it? Um, he's the dude. Um, from um. Oh my gosh, I'm blanking on the Eugene Levy show. Schitt's Creek. He plays. Um, is it Mutt in that? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, yes, I, Joey know, Pants mainly. They've got me with Joey Pants. My problem with this is like, this sounds like it's taking itself far too seriously. And the reason why I say that is because like, like th- th- this effort to try and distance itself from mm. the other movies, the Bickerman like, family. We don't need that. This the is Bickerman like family who's yeah who's been made up of. Um, Robert England and Betty White, Cloris Leachman. Yeah, this is not. This is not. We don't. We don't need a distance. Like, I understand why. Like, you know, David Gordon Green was like, maybe we gotta cut the sequels out for better or worse. Maybe we gotta do that. It's too much stuff. Like, yeah. like no, this is like placid. Em- embrace the continuity. This out. This crocodile should have fought the anaconda at this point. Right. Yeah. So I'm a little bit <laughs> perturbed with that. But I would watch it to see. Joey Pants. I can only assume he's in the movie for about three minutes. <laughs> it's got to be one of those like friend of a producer, friend yeah, of a are, guy, you know. friend of an actor, friend of a director. What do I got to do? I'll I'll be there. Yeah, I'll be there. Like you're a cool, dude. I I know your dad. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. I'll walk out. I'll chop a cigar. I'll get out of here so I can go make Bad Boys Three or whatever. Exactly. <laughs> I just read, by the way, I wanted to mention this um, because of the Joey Pants being on set for thirty minutes. Um, do you recall the Keanu Reeves film The Watcher? Of course. Yes. Yeah. Did you know the story behind Keanu with that movie? No. So a friend of his was, I believe, the director on the film or or our producer, and like begged and pleaded to get him to be a part of the movie, and he's like, "Yeah, sure, I'll do it." But they like agreed upon him being like a very small bit in the movie, and then like his friend like weaseled like behind the scenes to make him like a bigger part of the movie, and Keanu uh-huh. did not want to be a part of the movie. Yeah, and like was like talking to his agent about like I don't want to do this, and his agent's like they could sue you at this point, Keanu. So like it's literally a movie he's in that he does not want to be in. So go back and watch The Watcher <laughs> and see, just to see Keanu be sad throughout this movie let's uh let's do this let's do some superlatives and get all out of right, here to wrap this it. bad boy up class clown now who's like the funniest of this it's uh it's oliver platt oliver platt not betty white no he's the class clown he's you're right he is more yeah. of the class clown it's she gets i think she'll betty's get, funnier but she's not goofier for sure he's definitely no he's, he's def- the class clown. he is you're right you're right and he's the definition of kind of a clown because you're laughing at him. Yeah, most of the time, the time, yeah. 100%, almost, yeah. Very good, very good. Um, so what I was thinking is I think most opinionated would probably be Betty White. Betty, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, she's like, uh, no, I want the, yeah, she's sucking her ways. What about, uh, let's, cute, cutest couple? Cutest, cutest couple. couple. You know what? I'm going to go with Platt and Meredith Salinger. They're kind of <laughs> cute. 
the, the in the tent, right? The, I like the, that. I'm gonna go with the Gators. The two Gators. Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> we never get to see them together, really. No. But I but I I think you're right. I think, I think Gators are cute. A lot of people are scared of them. I. Well, I'm, I would be scared of them if I saw them in real life, but I think gators are adorable. I would love to pet them, but I'm not like a gator wrangler. I was really close to one. I was from me to you in the wild. In the wild? Yeah, it was not. A, I was not comfortable. Where did you? Where and did it was this looking. Happen? It was like staring at me. I did not like that feeling. Where did this happen? Florida. <laughs> well, of course, yeah. <laughs> so it was bad. Yeah. Bad. What, what happened? Like. It, it, I just like kept moving. Okay. I was like, I don't like this. I was on a trail. I was in Wilderness Trail. Ah, uh, well, Wilderness Trail in Florida. You're taking your life. I know. I know. Because they got like panthers and jaguars and I stuff know, too. They got all sorts of stuff down but there. It was a decent trail. It was like right. it wasn't like yeah. I don't know. I'm stupid. I'll never do it again. Um, <laughs> and like I turned to my left and I went, holy shit! <laughs> like that is an alligator, and it was just sitting there, just like like a, like a because they don't move. Yeah. Until they need to move. Until they, and then want they can to. really move. Yes. Um I also almost touched a raccoon, which was pretty sweet. And then somebody goes, You should probably not touch the raccoon because it's probably gonna bite your fucking hand. Yeah, and I went, yeah. And they got like but it was so cute. Raccoons are adorable. It was like a, a younger yeah. one too. Yeah. And I had Cheetos and he was like he kept doing this, the like puppy dog biting oh, thing. Oh yeah. And so I was like, I'm gonna throw him a Cheeto. Yeah. I know I'm not supposed to, I'm sorry. Please don't judge. He was really cute. Yeah. I tossed him a Cheeto, it was uh it was a puffy Cheeto. Well, it better not be flaming hot. No, he really liked it. You had the extra flaming hot. No, I I'm not a flaming hot guy. No, I like heat, but like, I feel the same way about flaming hot Cheetos chips products, whatever, as I do about jalapeno flavored stuff. It tastes synthetic to me. The heat doesn't feel like a real earned heat. It okay. feels like it just feels like flavor, like flavor. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I got gotcha. you. Um. Most likely to take over the world. Who in this movie do you think is the most likely to take over the world? Is there a certain character you're thinking? Oh, about? man. You know, this could go a lot of ways. You could go Betty or Oliver Platt. I would never go Oliver Platt before the year 2016, and then I would go Oliver Platt. Could convince people. <laughs> but Betty, I think, Betty, uh, she might be able to. Betty's, but the problem is, Betty's too upfront with. She is very honest. She's too honest. Yeah. Um, Pullman, no. No. Maybe. Oh, I know. Okay. I know who it is. It's it's the brief. He has a brief appearance. The, the great Alan Arkin. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Or Adam Arkin. Adam Arkin. Yeah, Adam yeah, Arkin. yeah, yeah. The great Adam oh, Arkin. Oh, one Mr. Steve, who worked with Steve Miner as uh, a frequent was, collaborator. He, once again, another horny character. Of very history. horny. <laughs> horny or even the Mackay. Yes. I think. <laughs> I would watch, by the way, some sort of like, like faux spoofy reality like sex therapy show with all the horniest slasher characters. Right. Like Mackay's there as his character from I Still Know. It would be funny if you have a bunch of teenagers and then Adam Arkin. Yes. Yes. <laughs> from H from H two. He's hornier than all the teenagers. <laughs> He's like, I know, right? <laughs> anyway. He would say something gross. He yeah. would, and they'd all be like, yeah. He's got to get my rocks off. <laughs> yeah, he says something really nasty. <laughs> so he's like, what? Rocks. Yeah. What are you talking about, old man? Oh, my uh, God. Let's do two, let's do two bar. I'm going to cut yeah. it off at two bar. Who's most likely to star in their own reality show? I'm going to say um, Bill, Pol- um, Bill Pullman and um, 
Brennan Gleeson. Yeah, I was going to say Brennan Gleeson because I there's a lot of like people seem to be into those. Um, like you said, like northern northward slaw. Kind yeah. Of, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go Brennan Gleeson. Okay. Yeah. And I guess we should do best all around or most athletic. Which one do you want to do? Hmm. Yeah. Best, uh, best rapper I have. Class I'm going to go with Bridget Fonda's character on this one. Which one? The best all around or most athletic? Both. Okay. Because like she's kind of got all bases covered. Like she's she's smart. She's, I mean, she's a little bit neurotic. Certainly, that's part of the character's charm. But she's smart. She's book smart. She picks up on the street smarts pretty quick, or the swamp smarts, as it might be, yeah. pretty quick. Um, and she's rational and reasonable. Yeah. For the most part, she she's she yeah she's freaked out about being in the woods because it sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Have you camped in a tent lately? <laughs> I have not, and not in a long time. I would like to. It's fun. Yeah. It is fun, but like. I don't blame her for feeling the way she feels about it because, like, she didn't know they were going to sleep in tents. Naive, maybe, but, you know, like... Do you think you could ever camp? Because there are campgrounds in Florida. Do you think you could ever camp in Florida? Like No. <laughs> it's Florida's like Australia. Like, it's it, like there's tons of stuff down there. It is. Absolutely not. When it comes to wildlife, I ain't messing around. Wouldn't even consider it. <laughs> Everything wants to kill you in Florida. Exactly. Everything does. Yes. <laughs> Uh, Australia's definitely, like you said, it's like, it's it's a, there's a similar vibe. There, a much more intense vibe in Australia, at least my perception of Australia. I have an Australian friend. I got to talk to him about that. Like, how do you, how, do you, you, how have you made it so far? How are you still alive? You good? You check in, yeah. Yeah, you, I mean, like, how have you made it this long? Right. You know, I think he's a wee bit older than me, and I don't know how... <laughs> possible so i'm gonna message him shortly here and just check in not a bad plan all right uh that's our lake placid episode next time i picked this one for the podcast oh my i am on the spot then eh oh no no i texted you about this earlier oh you did yes 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 Yes, i'm sorry i forgot yes unless you want to call an audible no i do not nope so taiwas has a new movie coming out called x i think is what it's called X E X X just x Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't remember what exactly it's about. I don't want it, but anyway, he hasn't done a movie in a while. That's yeah, he hasn't done a movie in a while. I think he's done some TV recently, but I have never been a Ty West fan. No, you have not. This and, is one of our one of our very few disagreements. I think we've ever had, and I think that as I've grown, I've become more open minded. Actually, okay. in a lot of ways, sure. Some I've, Probably not, but in terms of movies, like yeah, I think uh, yeah, I think I'm much more open minded than I was back in 2009 when House of the Devil came out. House of the Devil right now is free on Peacock and free on Tubi. I checked as well, so I'm hoping it'll be up there free on both of those services, so everybody can check it out free of charge. But I want to reevaluate it, and I think this might be fun. And maybe like you can think of a movie uh, down the line where like it's a horror movie you didn't like at the time. Yeah, and we're, we give it a second shot. So this maybe will be our like our second shot. So I'm gonna give House I of like the that. Devil. Yeah, second shot because I hated it when it came out, and I remember yeah, you and I got in an argument, kind of, not like an argument, as close as we've ever, yeah, like a disagreement about it. And I want to see like how it goes. From yeah, here. how it goes cool. on a rewatch 13 years later because I've not watched it since it came out. I remember the pizza looking excellent in this movie. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. Okay, cool. I'm excited. Um, yeah, I, I like this movie, and uh, 
I wonder how I'm going to feel about it. It's been a long time since I've seen it. Yeah. So I'm. Who knows? I might turn on it. I don't know. Willie, where can the good people reach us? Horrormovieyearbook at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you on there. Shoot us an email, ideas for episodes, questions, whatever you want. Um, we're on Twitter at HMYearbook. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. You can find us Horrormovieyearbook on any of those platforms. Um, and yeah. Yep. Uh, Tim's more active than I am on social media. I But generally, we both don't like social media too much. We just know it's important. You gotta. Uh, we gotta. Ways. It's been mostly promotion lately. I mean, I, I check notifications too. So if like, yeah, 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 yeah. So do I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I will. You yeah. get to them before I do because I think you check more often than I do. Yeah. But, so but yeah. I like to. I like to make sure I check a couple times throughout the day just to see. So if yeah, if you want to get at us on those social medias, we Please do. Check. do. We, yeah, we check. We just uh, and we will respond. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We don't. We don't. Leave. We don't see much else out there. Uh, but I do check notifications. So yeah. Um. And because like uh, John will alert us, and I always appreciate this. John will like tag us and stuff like important stuff like that cursed blu-ray that's coming out whatever he tagged us which in. is not what it was not what yeah, it was made out to it be it seems like a little bit disappointing but we do appreciate the heads up like yes of course so if 100%. you want to just start tagging our account uh, we've had we've had people tag us and like cool artwork and we love that so very much so yeah thank you everybody stay safe out there we'll see you next time yes yes